Hi, this is Bookhorde. I'm Megan. And I'm Denise. And we are here to talk about books. A lot of books. A variety of books. <laughs> Everything we got. Mm-hmm. What else do we do? <laughs> we we make really good jokes that only we laugh at most of the time, but I'm sure everyone is holding in a chuckle. <laughs> When you said we make really good jokes, I was like, in my head, I was like, I was like, questionable. (laughs) Well, I think I make really good jokes. I don't know about you, Megan. How dare. (laughs) How dare. (laughs) I realize that I now, instead of saying how dare you, I just say how dare. And I'm like, I sound like Hodor. From Game of Thrones, <laughs> like instead of Hodor, I'm like, how dare! It's like the Tumblr equivalent of saying this. Like whenever you agree with something, you're just like this yeah. right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I say that too. Like I've just, I think because I like pretty much think to my students, "How dare you!" all the time. Like I now just say, "How dare" to them. Like, and that's all you need to tell. That's them. all I can get out. I'm like. <laughs> I felt that. Because maybe I'm not even saying how dare you. I'm like, how dare the world right now? Like, how dare this be my life? (laughs) The existence of everything. I mean, we're just talking about, like, you know, what's been happening since our last episode. Mm -hmm. With our one one listener. Our one friend. Hi, Hi, Megan's mom. Hi, Megan's mom. My mom. <laughs> Did you just say? <laughs> you just say hi, Megan's mom. Hi, Megan's mom. Even though, even though when listening, she's like, "It's just not my kind of podcast." <laughs> I I hope she likes our political podcast even better. Oh God, no! <laughs> and I mean, she the only podcast she listens to are the um, true crime ones. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. okay. That's cool. I yeah. Wait. And she doesn't really read a lot now. She used to read a lot, lot. Like, my parents, the reason I love books as much as I do is because my parents loved books, which is how it usually oh. goes with bookworms like like us, but... Oh, um can't relate. I know, you I are get the, all. You're the exception. <laughs> hey, no, my parents... <laughs> Neither of them like to read, like, at all. Like, they both struggled with school so much. Mm -hmm. And, like, even now, like, my mom has to, like, like, she's currently studying for, like, um, one of her licenses. And she has Mm -hmm. to, like, read textbooks and stuff. And, like, I think she also struggles from, like, undiagnosed ADHD because she can't focus on anything, Mm. let alone, like, reading. Like, it just goes in one ear and out the other. So, like, neither of them liked reading, like, at all. I think the only one I had growing up is my aunt, my dad's sister. She loved to read and had, like, a bunch of books. And she would, like, lend them to me. And I remember her taking me to the library, like, when she would babysit. And just, like, let's Aww, go. Okay. And I'd be, like, I'd be, like, Matilda with, like, my little, like, <laughs> my little backpack. Like, yeah, let's go get some books. But my parents did not they didn't understand it they were just like you like reading okay <laughs> like well, our kid's you're... a nerd <laughs> <laughs> well your parents did they go to school in mexico or here they both my dad was born in mexico but he, i think he went to school like all his life here okay. my mom came over in like middle school like eighth okay. or ninth grade so like yeah, I mean, I imagine the language barrier for my mom say, I especially that, yeah. affected her, but, like, she... And that is not to say that, like, that's the only reason they don't like reading is because of the language barrier, but... I think it played a huge part in my mom's mm-hmm. education, for yeah. sure. I know she said that, like, later on, she did know English, like, very fluently, mm-hmm. but it's still, like, I mean, as a second language, like, mm-hmm. going to school in another country, I imagine, yeah, must be rough. It's... Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking of my ELL students, and I don't even have them that much because I have mm-hmm. I teach English. But um, when I was student teaching, I was student teaching a social studies class. Um, there's really no like, there's no um, ELL like social studies class. Like they, mm-hmm. um, 
the thing with social studies that a lot of people don't get. And a lot of people, I feel like, should realize because this is why you shouldn't just put the coaches as the history teachers, is the history and social studies and, like, with the electives, like, um, teachers, they get the whole population. There is not a resource or... um, Mm -hmm. Um, special special education class for them. Like, English and math, they have special education classes for those. But Mm -hmm. when you teach history, you are getting the kids with the IEPs, the 504s, all the kids that have learning disabilities. You are getting the ELL students. And you have to know how to teach, like, a wide variety of those kids. And I feel like that's part of the struggle, too, is because, like, at my school... (laughs) at my school too like they do the same thing like we have some great history teachers at my school Mm -hmm. we also have some history teachers that are only there because they're coaches felt that i saw Mm -hmm. that too firsthand like growing Mm -hmm. up yeah and it's really unfortunate because i a lot of people like oh just put them in the history class because history and social studies all that they don't get um they're not tested, really. They're not, like, state-tested all that much. Um, mm-hmm. State tests definitely focus on the math and English. And some and the science now, too. Um, so they don't really care so much about certification with some of those teachers. Yeah. And it's unfortunate because it's like, okay, but those are the teachers who are getting our whole population. Like, mm-hmm. those are the teachers who need to know how to teach a kid with a disability. Those are the teachers that should have been taught how to teach ELL students, and they don't, because yeah. that's just... Wow, we're yeah. 10 minutes in, and we're still on <laughs> politics. Okay! Hey, this is a topic we can go hard on. <laughs> it, it really is. But we are a book podcast, and we talk <laughs> about books. <laughs> I mean, textbooks are a book. <laughs> our books. Um. Anyways, what <laughs> should our readers? Books. What should our readers expect from us, Denise? <laughs> um, long tangents where we forget the subject at hand. Um, <laughs> Denise, I'm what, specifically <laughs> hinting at something that rhymes with boilers. <laughs> oh <laughs> boilers the things that heat up cold water <laughs> don't look at me like that Megan she means spoilers yes <laughs> spoilers. spoilers Megan that part on a car <laughs> we will have spoilers <laughs> Um, the book we are going to discuss today is Iron Widow! <laughs> Iron Widow by Zirin Zirin Yep. And it, it is <laughs> it is gonna be Zirin because when looking at her name um, she did say that Zirin like Ed Sheeran. Oh yeah? Cool. <laughs> yeah, so it is I believe Zirin. Okay. And then Zhao, like J A O, Zhao, Zhao. Mm-hmm. So, not Zhao. Um, and so, Ziren J, J, Zhao. Um, and wow, did we both love this book? <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, I believe for you, you said it was your favorite one of this year, right? Yeah. Tom. Yes. And me, it is definitely top five. Um, I definitely thought this one should have won they, the... Um, <gasps> the Goodreads. Uh, the Goodreads. I, how, what was she in line for? I believe it was Young Adult Fantasy. Mm. I definitely thought this one should have won. It totally should have, but I think it also came out, like, September, it came October. Out, yeah, it came out pretty late in the game, so I wasn't expecting it, but it had and my she, vote... <laughs> and she is a debut author, so yeah. Let's hope next year. I know she has another book coming out, so hopefully, yeah, you know, she, she can get it on the charts. Out. Yeah, yeah, she has a middle grade coming out. Um, so 
We are going to first do a quick summary of the book, and then we're going to do a deep dive into it, which is when you should expect the spoilers. Uh, so if you haven't read this book uh, and you care that there are spoilers, uh, this is not the podcast for you. Um, if you have read this book, or if you have it and you don't care that about spoilers, then hi, keep staying here. I promise it's not just going to be us ranting about politics <laughs> and random things. It might be, though. We don't know. Uh, I mean, yeah. this book is very, like, I mean, social <laughs> issues and what have oh, you. Oh, yeah, so much. So much. Uh, which is why we love it. So, <clears throat> right, I'm so gonna first do off, this... summary. Yeah. Which Good luck to you. Which was laid at my, which was laid at my feet, uh-huh. and I have done this... Like, three times, be- and then we've experienced technical difficulties. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So here we go again. <laughs> Good luck. Thank you. I'm nervous. Okay, so... <laughs> um, this book is in a world where that has been overrun by these alien species, kind of like monster species. They're kind of bigger aliens. Like, they're not like the, like, signs aliens or anything like that. Like, they're bigger, almost like creature-type ones. And to fight them, um, humans have created, like, these... I've said it before, and I stand by, it is, like, Transformers mixed with Pokemon, because they're Transformers, because they fight against the evil aliens, and they're robots, almost, uh, but they're Pokemon because they do just happen to evolve, like, randomly, <laughs> That's true. depending. That's true. And a big part of this world is the 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 key, like, the um, the spirit inside someone. Um, I forget what she called it. Do you remember what she called it in here? Nope. I think it is key, but if I'm wrong, please don't hate me. But we're going to call it key for some reason. Um, And people have different amounts of key in them. And that key is what um, controls the Transformers, like the battle, uh, like the things that they are fighting in. And in this society, it has been told to them that men have the have more key and the stronger key, but they can't just use their key alone. They also need a woman. And so they have these concubines who are women who become concubines um, to these pilots, and they go into the uh, transformer with them and they basically have their life sucked out of them to in battle to fight these monsters because they're all their key gets sucked out to help battle them. And uh our main girl <laughs> uh <laughs> uh Tian, uh she has um she we meet her after her sister had already become a concubine but she didn't even get the quote-unquote noble death of dying in battle. Uh, she was murdered by the pilot. Um, and so Zetian has just decided that she's going to become a concubine and she's going to murder that pilot. And she becomes a concubine and gets into the Transformer with him, but she's not the one who dies. It is him. Um, and... Right. Yes, and uh, it's she, she basically it starts this whole journey of her being paired with a uh, the pilot with like the biggest key who his concubines always die because uh, she gets paired with him because obviously they want her to die and she'll think she'll die with them, uh, but that's not what happens. They team up. They kick ass. They get they kick ass, um, and basically topple this society. Yep, that was a horrible summary, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought that was really good. I think I so, yeah. I completely forgot the book at this point. 
And so I'm I know, like, oh, oh, yeah, that happens. It's so awful because of all the technical difficulties, and we were so excited to read this book, talk about this book. Yeah, so that summary helped me, like, mm-hmm. and now I know what happened. Um, and a big part of this book is the um, Chinese mythology and Chinese culture and Chinese history um, that is ingrained in this book. I mean, just the fact that you have these pilots who have multiple concubines, I mean, that is mm-hmm. how Chinese society was. You had the emperor um, with his multiple concubines, mm-hmm. um, and she weaved it into this book so effortlessly yeah and in such an interesting way and the family dynamic of having Mm -hmm. like your son be the future of like your of your Mm -hmm. like your family line and -hmm. like you put all your hopes and your dreams and your money and your time into them Mm -hmm. especially your firstborn male son Mm -hmm. and then like the daughters are just kind of like extras to be married Mm -hmm. off yeah and that's even more so. I mean, and she even uses that in an interesting way in the book because w- one of the reasons isn't just because, oh, daughters are, women are the lesser gender because they're women. I mean, there is a big, that's a big part of it too. But it's because uh, they've been told that their key is not as strong and that they're only good to be concubines, really. Mm-hmm. Um if they go off to do any of this battle. And so you have these people who, especially if they live on, like, the outer rim, almost, um, with less protection, the only way, like, their daughters get any quote-unquote esteem is if they become a concubine um, Mm -hmm. because their families get money um, Mm -hmm. when their daughter becomes a concubine. And it's, you know, you have this thinking of, as a family, why get close to this daughter who... Her fate is to die. Essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, and I think it, like, it provides, like, very important social commentary that, like, like women aren't considered lesser because they are lesser, but because, like, the people in power want them to believe that they're lesser, mm-hmm. and they want everyone around them to believe that, too. And so, like, in this book, it does later turn out to be that women aren't, they don't have less key because they do, but because the way the system is set up to record, to record the key. Yeah, to record the key is what's altered. And the way that they set up the system is so that women ultimately die. And it's not because they're weak, but it's because the system is corrupt and it's, Mm -hmm. it's unequal. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, what I believe it was like one of the people like in charge, like no man would become a pilot if he knew that he would be the one who died. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, yeah, think about yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, so it was, I mean, this book is, I've said it before, this book is just a feminist battle cry. It is like, totally. this book it's written as if, like, a woman just opened it and screamed into it, and all these words just flowed out, I feel like. Um, and I I loved it. It's uh, Zirin, who uh, is they-them, uh, just knocked it out of the park, in my opinion. Um, I can I couldn't believe that this was a debut book but on top of it like i think think this was really decent they did phenomenally like for a debut novel like i think like if i think back there are a few things that tell me it's a debut but like Mm -hmm. reading it i was like holy shit this is awesome like i love this yeah but they i think they wrote this like super recent and quickly too like they had a um they have a degree in, I think it's, like, biochemistry or something Sick. like that. And, um, but when they came out of college, like, COVID. Mm. <laughs> so there was, oh, like... that's rough. Yeah, and there was, like, no, um, really, like, job hunting or anything like that. And so they decided to write. 
and this is what they wrote. And now they are a New York, like, number one New York Times bestseller. It's so fucking cool. Like I know. <laughs> like, COVID happened, and I was like, I watched a bunch of Netflix shows, and I guess some people wrote a fucking novel. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, so, kudos to them. Like, they... Yeah. I And they might have started it before COVID. I'm not sure, but I do know, like, COVID definitely was the big thing that got them to at least start writing and getting published now from what I can understand yeah and so that's just crazy to me and unbelievable with how amazing this story is too and if this is the first book like like what is the future like that's awesome Mm -hmm. I that ending I was just like what oh man (laughs) so cool um so let's start. Let's do the deep dive, and we'll start at the beginning. So, we start the book. Well, first off, this book there's romance, but that is not the focus. Totally. Oh yeah. Um, like even at times, like did you notice towards the end that there was like a hint at like um, a polygamous relationship? Is that the word? Polly always messes me up. With polyamorous. Um, Yes. That, it wasn't a hint, girl. It wasn't even like, subtle. Okay, okay, but, like, they didn't, like, full. She they didn't fully explore it, right? Like, it was just kind of like, ooh, like, we're getting something. And then, like, okay, like, every, like the focus is on everything else. And there's no, like, exploration of their relationship, like, the new dynamic. It was just kind of like, okay. And then mm-hmm. everything else happens. No, this was polyamorous. It was amazing. Uh, it was, it was, it was beautiful. Um, it was, there's so many queer people in this book. Um, and I say there's so many queer people in that, like, our three main characters (laughs) But it's so good. Um, so, uh, Zetian, she already met one of the, she already met one of the guys. Uh, it's... Uh, Ija, Ija, her best friend. Yeah, and he. Um, did you listen? You listened to the audio, right? No, but oh, my that, husband bam. did. So I was like, okay, that's how you pronounce her names. Okay, and then I just like recorded okay. it in my. Am head. I pronouncing her name correctly? Zetian. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Zetian and was it Ija? Ija, Ija. Uh, he. Um, he comes from a, like, the richest family. Yeah, uh, a merchant family. Yeah, and they just, like, came across each other randomly, like, a year ago before the book started. And they started up this friendship where, like, he lets her um, read on his tablet when because she, she's not supposed to be. And um, so you, the, we don't get to see that relationship build up. It's already there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like that's good because... If we had that build up, I don't. I think there would have just been too much focus on it. I just. I feel like yeah. it would have taken away from the story a little bit, you know, because that's not the focus. Yeah, the focus I, is I, definitely Zichan, and the big push for her isn't even him; it's her sister. Yeah, and I think there was like even um, like the few sentences that talked about the relationship in the beginning told you a lot about Iju, yeah. like the fact that like he would, like, let her read on her tablet. Like, obviously, he mm-hmm. thought more of her than just, like, a woman to, like, you know, like, have sex with or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, the fact that he even offered to marry her so that she wouldn't go off into the mm-hmm. war. And yeah, then we had that amazing, like, um, speech from Zetian where she's just like, no, because then if I marry you, like, I'll just sit there and wonder, like, what could have happened if I had went, if I could have, like, avenged my sister. And, like, you don't want that. I don't want that. So let me be free. Like, even if mm-hmm. I die, like, then at least I did what I needed to. And he's mm-hmm. just like, fuck. <laughs> and I think that oh, says a lot about and him. And like, oh. And not even just that speech, she went off on him for having the audacity to do that to her. Mm -hmm. Like, because their relationship, no one knew about it. It was secret. And 
Because if she had been found having any sort of relationship with a man not in her family, she would have been, what is it? Like, they put her in a pig cage and drowned, like, in uh, the water. Like, because women have to stay pure, and if they're not pure, they're useless. Mm-hmm. They'll kill them. And yeah. for him to do that, like, obviously there's no danger of them killing her at that point, mm-hmm. because it's right before she's being collected to become a concubine. So, like, if they killed her then, like, they would have been lost out on money. But, mm-hmm. like, the part of the concubine ship is you, they do a virginity check, a purity check, you know? And, like, <laughs> I'm sure once, like, he, once she went off on that ship, they were like, well, are we even going to get this money? Because, obviously, she's been in a relationship with this guy. Um, but, yeah, it was... So, we don't really get to see that build up. And then we leave him, and then we go off to the um, concubine. Mm-hmm. Um, Where they're being tested mm-hmm. before they get assigned. Yeah, before they get assigned. And the pilot, whose name I honest to God forget, because I feel like he's honest. I mean, he died early off. He like. died so early on, and... Uh, Yang Guan. Yang Guan is his name. Um, the pilot's name is Yang Guan, and he's the pilot that her sister became a concubine for, and like I said, like, she didn't die in battle, he killed her. Well, she died under, like, um, unknown circumstances, and they didn't really tell the family, and then later Zatan is able to, like, delve into his memories and see, like, no, he fucking killed her. Yeah. Well, no, they all knew that... She knew that he killed her, like... Yeah, I was, like, inferred. Yeah, like, unknown circumstances. Well, it wasn't done in battle because they would have said that, like... Yeah. So, obviously, something happened that they don't want to get out. So, mm -hmm. uh, she obviously jumped to, he murdered her. Mm Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so you talked about how she got into her mind, um... Part of the partnership between a pilot and the concubine is when they are, like, matched up, that sounds weird, uh, in like, the in the um, like, Transformer. They, like, link up their minds. Their minds, in yeah. There. And, um... And part... And that's where the death happens, really, if you think about it, because, like... It becomes a battle of like wills in the um in there, mm-hmm. and because they are purposely putting women with weaker key with men with stronger key, the women yeah. are going to die because that's what they expect. Um, mm-hmm. But Zetian, her key is so much stronger, and I think it's even stronger than they thought because of the way they had built that machine to test it. Like, it obviously doesn't... It obviously, like, gets the lower numbers. Mm-hmm. And so she's able to kill him, but... um, I think it's also, like... Like, because when she first enters, like, his mind, or they enter each other's mind, like, she sees a little boy, and instead mm-hmm. of being like, oh, like, she, I think she says, like, in the beginning, she feels like, oh, like, poor little boy, like, I need to help him, and obviously this little <laughs> boy is, changes. yeah, is the um, young one, but she's like, no, like, I'm gonna fucking kill this little kid. Like, oh, my God, it was <laughs> she just... <laughs> And I was, like, reading it, like, oh, my God. Like, I think she says, like, she stabs him over and over. And I'm, like, what the fuck? Like, okay. I was, like, Go yeah. Hard. You kill him. Um, I was, like, okay. Go hard, I guess. <laughs> and I feel like the thing we need to bring up with concubines is... um. Yes, the concubine, it has to do with the piloting, and that's what the relationship really is about. But they're still expected to have sex with the pilots. Oh, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. like, even beforehand, like, 
uh, Yang Wang like pulled her out of like the lineup of concubines and was like, "Let's go to my room." Like, mm-hmm. and I think she even saw like in his memories like the other times he had flirted with and like had sex with the other women mm-hmm. and like how oh, he treated saw- them. Yeah, in his like, mind, she saw all their deaths, I believe, yeah. Yeah, so, like, I can't even imagine, like, having that, like, at the forefront of my mind, even mm-hmm. knowing that I want to kill this person, like, just mm-hmm. knowing the shitty things he's done to other women. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, <laughs> I can understand her rage. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and because he does the same thing to her, he was acting so nice and gentlemanly and she even like said like she started to hesitate about wanting to kill him because she was like if how could he do that to my sister like with the way he's acting like that this isn't making Mm -hmm. sense and then it's like oh it's because it's because he's a manipulator like he knows how to get what he wants he knows what to do and like immediately when um they're about to have sex he and the um alarm goes off that there is a battle like it's like a switch to him like he immediately like s- drops the manipulation and he's just like oh, we got to go i have to do this and, and he when, like grabs she, her and forces her to get into the robot with him and when she fights back and she's mm-hmm. like i don't want to fucking do this like he reaches like he's able to like hold her down reach mm-hmm. over and have and get the tape he has, like, in his drawer. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like, I don't have that shit in my drawer. Like, maybe, mm-hmm. like, a stick of gum, pair of socks, mm-hmm. but tape? Like, come mm-hmm. on. Yeah, he he revealed his true colors there. And, um, yeah, it was very, it was very interesting to see because, I mean, part of that, too, is, like, that whole scene was just... It was just date rape, almost. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was, you have these men who are great manipulators, who know how to act to get you to put your guard down, because she does, and Mm -hmm. then it's like the switch, and suddenly they are the monster that they are. And, um, I mean, there's so much in this book that is so relevant to what is happening to girls and women Mm -hmm. now around the world and it's so funny like it's crazy because it's because it's sci-fi and fantasy you don't expect it but and she does it in a different way but like I feel like you can read these scenes and you know exactly how Zetian feels you know exactly how she feels um I was I've been in that situation you know, mm-hmm. um, and it just, I mean, it was just reading that and you're like, wow, she knocked it out. Like she, she knew what she was, they knew, sorry, they knew what they were writing about. They, they yeah. it was amazing. Yeah. I mean, that powerlessness that is mm-hmm. in that moment, like, it's not just something that you can easily get over. Like mm-hmm. you can, you know, the rage that Zotin is feeling is not just like a, like, oh, this is frustrating. No, it's like it goes down to your core. Like, mm-hmm. like it's it goes rough. down to your core. Yeah. And then when she fights back and Zetian is the winner and he's the one that dies and she comes out of that transformer with his dead body. Mm-hmm. And you, um, I mean, you're. I was cheering. I don't know what that says (laughs) about me. (laughs) Oh, isn't that when she says the iconic line, like, where she's, like, laughing? And what does she say as she, like, walks out of the chrysalis that everyone, like, hated her for? Do you remember? Like, I am your nightmare? Like... (laughs) Yeah! Oh, my God. I was like, I love this woman. Like... (laughs) She... She is... she was amazing, and she said that she's holding his dead body, and she's all, she's, I believe she's all bloody and stuff because mm-hmm. of just him being rough, and um, when they put them into the robot, like, it links, like, 
it like needles like pop out mm-hmm. and links them to the robot like and it hurts and um so and she comes out and she's holding him and he's and they have um these like um drone type things that um record record the battles because everyone watches the battles like it's a sport you know and so all these drones are flying around and they come out and they see her and she's like batman like i am your worst nightmare <laughs> that's a horrible batman and voice <laughs> i think it even says like she had seen like how other like um what are they called captains or generals or whatever like walk out of their chrysalises and they'll mm-hmm. put on like really fancy like armor type stuff so that they look like amazing and yeah. she did that too because she was like oh like i'm about to walk out of this bitch like hey and like everyone's just like oh my god like what the fuck are you doing and she's just like like windswept hair she's like oh you know <laughs> yes i think we should uh it- like reiterate i'm calling them transformers because that's how i saw them in my brain like but they are called chrysalis (laughs) i totally saw them like you know in power rangers how like the people come together like that is (laughs) all i saw them as like (laughs) but like they also evolve like it's so it is like the power rangers like especially like the like og power rangers where Mm -hmm. they were all like um the um, like an a certain type of animal. Um, mm-hmm. but like when a it's it's I don't it's hard to explain, but like when the pilot has like a revelation almost, like it's almost like when the pilot has like a mind revelation, mm-hmm. the chrysalis is like, okay, I guess we're, like, up in our power and we're going right. to evolve. Like, we're going to Pokemon evolve this bitch. And, <laughs> and they evolve into, like, a different type of, like, mm-hmm. uh, one, like, with them in it. Here, so Here comes Charizard. <laughs> yeah. And we all should say, should say the chrysal- uh, chrysalis, they are made of the... Um, the alien. Oh yeah, hu- yeah. The chrysalis are made of the alien husks, like yeah, like their fucking corpses are just taken yeah. from the battlefield and yeah. like just remade into this piece of armor. Oh my mm-hmm. god, yeah, it's brutal. <laughs> yeah. So like anytime and, they kill like a higher rank, it's like oh, this is perfect for the chrysalis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but also when you when they go into battle and then they kill one of the aliens. They can hear the aliens, like they can feel the their the death almost, right? Like they can mm-hmm. feel that alien's death, like and uh, like they're they're sitting in this armor of like dead bodies that mm-hmm. still resonate with like the other dead bodies around them. Like, oh my god, <laughs> yeah. Um, so they team her up with who do they team her up with, Denise? Lee Shimin. Yeah, our little martyr boy. Aww. <laughs> Aww. So cute. So cute. <laughs> Who, um, yeah, is a pilot because he uh, he is also from the minority race in the country, mm-hmm. too. Um, we should, um, and so already he was at a disadvantage, but he... I... I loved his character development, like, yeah. as the book went on. Because, like, obviously he was set up to be, like, like everyone hated him. Like, he shouldn't mm-hmm. be, like, the top the top dude. And, like, they didn't even want to give him his title because he killed his father and his brothers. Mm-hmm. Or maybe Singular, I don't remember. No, and, his like, brothers. And, like, they were just like, this is not the example, like, we want to set for other mm-hmm. people. And yeah. And so, like, you're totally, like, expecting him to be, like, this horrible, like, like almost brute-type character, and mm-hmm. he's, like, he's not. No. Well, at times, he is, but... <laughs> well, because he's an alcoholic, too. Mm-hmm. He, um, so she meets him, and she hates him because of all the girls that have died because of him. Um, all the girls who have died because of him because, um... 
he has such high key and he has like he ba- basically sucks these girl dry like all the time um and but that's not what happens they both survive the battle and they become like the partners and she hates him for what happens with the girls and she hates him because um she views his alcoholism as a way f- like you because these they wouldn't give to get him to get into the chrysalis they would give him alcohol afterwards like mm-hmm. as a reward basically and she was like so you and she basically saw him as putting the alcohol above these girls lives yeah yeah and so they had a really rough start because she's not she's definitely not someone who's going to like look she has a very black and white yeah oh yeah mindset like it is like her world it's black and white it takes a while for her to see any gray mm-hmm and she's like a young protagonist too you know mm-hmm. so like it's just kind of like a one-track mind and she yeah. totally expected to do with Lee Shimin what she did with Yang Wang, which is just, like, get in there, like, fucking, like, kill them in their minds, and then just, like, move on to whoever they give her next. Mm-hmm. And then, like, she finds out, like, she couldn't, and then she's like, okay, what's going on here? Maybe next time. Maybe I need a rest and just, like, see what she can do. Yeah. Yeah, and so, and then the, uh, Yizi? Yeji? Yiji. Yiji? Oh, Yiji. I- he comes and because he wants to be with her and help her. And I love that Yeji and Nishim fell in love first, I feel like. Uh, <laughs> I, I. I had a different thought. Uh. <laughs> Hold on. Oh. I I was going to comment on, like, Ija's, like, I don't know, like, at times, his naivete, like, how he just, like, went in there and he was like, I'm just going to help you. Like, I'm just going to show up and I'm going to help you, Zetian. Like, let's do this. Mm-hmm. And, like, I felt like he had often... Like, often he just kind of, like, like almost like a young child was just like, I need to help See, her. And but I also feel like he... Had he put on a persona though, like he definitely had a darker side, and he yes definitely. So here's what I one of the things I love about this book. Here is what makes up our little threesome. Um, you have uh, Yizhe who is looks like a cinnamon roll but could kill you, <laughs> and then you have Li Shim who looks like he could kill you but is a cinnamon roll. And then you have Zetian, <laughs> who looks like she can kill you and can kill you. Like, <laughs> that so is true. what... <laughs> uh, there's no, like, looks like a cinnamon roll and is a cinnamon roll. Like, no. Like, no, that is what no. makes... Like, that is what makes... Um, uh, that is what makes up our group, and I love it, because I love the dynamics. Um, I'm ready for the fan fiction to hit. No. <laughs> <laughs> or just book two. Right? So, a lot of the book is building up that partnership between uh, Zetian and Li Shim so they can become, like, the big partnership that they want. Um, They are running into problems because they don't have that trust in each other, that love for each other. Like, he, I think, cares for her long before she cares for him because Mm -hmm. of that, what we said earlier. But I think once she learns that um, he became an alcoholic because they made him one, like, they gave him the alcohol and they just kept giving it Mm -hmm. to him. Like, they made him addicted. Like, they made him an alcoholic. Um, And once she realized what they can, like, what the people in charge are willing to do... And like how it wasn't really his fault, um, but mm-hmm. he think, but he obviously like not to get don't get me wrong, like he thinks it's his fault, uh, yeah. even though it was done to him. He blames himself, and I know she knows he blames himself, and I think that's 
uh, one of the things that really um, helped her open herself to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Yuzha just had a crush on Lee Shin when he showed up, like, because he's seen pictures of him and stuff. And, he's, he's like, and, hey, Big Daddy. And he's like, <laughs> and he uh, he is obviously bisexual. They're all bi, in my opinion. Um by Pan, whatever, uh, because Yetian even says, like, when uh, Yeja um, saw the shim, she's like, okay, someone's thirsted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that he, like, fangirls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I liked seeing them build that relationship and build that teamwork. I actually would have liked to have seen more of it with the three of them. I feel like you see a lot of it between her and Lee Shim and her and uh, Yuja, but you don't really see it between the three of them as much because it Mm -hmm. is from her point of view mostly. Like, we don't get to see anything between um, the two boys and how they came to care for each other. Um, we do know that it happened with um, taking care of Lee Shim and his alcoholism and the withdrawals and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I love that she's, that there's, like, like, there is still a focus on, like, the relationships, like, between her and the people close to her. Mm-hmm. And, like, that slow, like, kind of, burn of like as they learn about each other too and it's not just like a hundred percent passion or even just like a like okay like let's do this it's just kind of like okay how are we going about this as Mm -hmm. all this background stuff happens too and i i love that i feel like the romance was handled really well Mm -hmm. and i like that it was like even like the polyramus relationship wasn't just like oh all three of us it was just Mm -hmm. like okay let's all like um slowly get to know each other Mm -hmm. like all three of us yeah and i love how uh became like was needed in the cockpit with them too like for them to be better so we get to the end. <laughs> so we see that teamwork building. We see all that happening. We see uh, Zetian learning just how fuck the patriarchy this society is. Um, <laughs> and we they decide to try and take back this land um, that was taken from them by the aliens. They want to go get it back. And they finally feel like uh, Zetian and uh, uh, Li Sim? Shimin. Li- Shimin? Shimin. Sorry. I keep saying that she- Li Shim. I'm so sorry. Shimin. Um, they finally feel like that teamwork is strong enough. So they take them to the battlefield and basically they get betrayed. Like, basically... Um, a another like pilot concubine couple who uh, Zetian had actually thought was on their side more so than the other one, because um, there's these two other couples that um, are pretty hate big their guts. And, yeah, and the other one hates their guts. But the couple that she thought was like more on their side uh, just annihilates their chrysalis, like just turns on them and. Uh, kills she men. Kills she men. And um, she is able to escape. And in that escape, she goes and she finds the, uh, she finds like the ancient mythological chrysalis with like the last em- like pilot emperor who mm-hmm. had like this huge key amount and uh, wakes him up, gets him to team up with her, and they just fuck shit up. 
And she like tells him like, oh, like get in the concubine seat. Let me have yes. this. Yeah. Be- and like convinces him and is like, you know, like they haven't had a pilot emperor in forever. You think they're just going to listen to you? Like, mm-hmm. let's work on that. I'll get you there. And then just mm-hmm. like throws him in the concubine seat and they just go for a ride. And I'm like, yeah. oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. And so she goes back to the town and basically destroys the like the government facilities, declares herself the empress, uh, and goes, Yiji kills his dad. Yiji, yeah, Yiji <laughs> kills his dad. They, um, she leaves him in charge of the city while she goes back to their chrysalis to see if she can get uh, Shimin's body. Um, but the chrysalis is gone. Like it's gone. And basically, the other couple that originally, like, hated their guts and who, like, was watching over um, Shimin and the Chrysalis are just like, listen, the gods just came out of nowhere and just, like, like beam-brayed him Beamed. up into the sky like aliens and... <laughs> He's gone. And yeah, and he's he's gone. <laughs> yeah, and she gets a um she gets a um what was it? Like it was like a message from the quote-unquote gods who were like, "Hey, we'll support you as the empress, but you still got to fo- do what we say because if you don't, we will kill kill Shimin." And from what I understand, like they had him in like one of those tubes and it's just like his upper body, right? Like yeah, like his like uh, like uh body and like head are just like suspended in this thing like yeah. a container. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so they they have him hostage to make her do what he's like they want. Yeah. And so it like hints at this like thing where like I guess the gods aren't just like this like secondary like oh you just sacrifice to them and they'll give you some gifts like they it plays at them actually playing like a huge role in the way like um things are set up and like wanting her to help them like maintain that like hierarchy where they're still mm-hmm. on top or they'll yeah. like what did they, what did they threaten her like they'll like I don't remember and then she gets another call <laughs> from uh, Iji, Liji, right? Easy, Iji, Iji. Gosh, I'm butchering these names. I'm showing how I, white I am. I'm so sorry. I put it in the chat. It's easier to remember in Korean. And um, he's like, "Hey, we were just going through the files, and everything's a lie. We're not on like." we're not the ones being invaded. We are the invading species. Like, basically just says, like, they, the humans, this isn't the world. Like, we have been under the assumption this whole time that this was, like, the human world with this alien force invaded. Nope. Uh... How the turntables is actually <laughs> is actually like the aliens. This is their planet, and the humans are the ones that you're the invaders. Yeah, and you're like killing the native species slowly yeah. but surely. Yeah. yeah, and then it ends. <laughs> I mean, what a top notch like cliffhanger! Like, I think like for me, the ending like. I didn't really think so much about, like, the alien part. Like, that just kind of seemed like, oh, that's interesting, and we'll set Mm -hmm. up a bit more for book two. Mm -hmm. But, like, I kind of saw the ending as, like, everything else. Like, her just going on, like, a rampage. Mm -hmm. And like especially was so good. Especially killing, like, her parents, like, her family. Like, that's where I was, like, like, everything after that was just secondary. Yes. I was just like, what? what? <laughs> yes, I feel, this book needs to be reread slowly, like, in a slower pace. So you can catch all those little things. Because, like, 
I feel like you yourself, especially if you're a woman, I mean mine too, but I feel like especially if you're a woman, identify as he, uh, as she, her, uh, what have you, like, you are, you get, like, you're in there with her, like, you, like, it is everything that you've wanted to do. It is all the times when a rich white boy has gotten off for raping a girl and he just gets a slap on the wrist and it's all those times you've just wanted to go in and burn the courthouse to the ground you've wanted like you know what i mean like what i'm trying to say like yeah and she just does it and you're there i feel like you are there with her like you are there helping her topple that patriarchy and it is beautiful oh yeah it's like it's like the it's the avalanche that has been slowly building over like hundreds of hundreds of years mm-hmm. of the way women have been treated and just yes. like getting to a moment where it's like, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> yes. And I mean, and she even does the thing of like, you've said it earlier when, you know, women aren't second class because we are like, we're not lesser because we are lesser. We're lesser because We've had these systems put in place that tell us, like, tell us humans that we are lesser, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, all you have to do is look back at history and you can see it. And, like, whether it's a government or a religion doing it, it, so it's just amazing. I loved this book. I want to gift this book to young girls and I want (laughs) and I want all my like female students to read it I want all of my LGBTQ students to read it I I want men to read it too I want no just learn and I want men to read it to learn yeah I do forget that like for me I want all the people who can just rage (laughs) with her to learn but yeah I want men to read it and be like oh, this does look familiar because we do something similar, just not with aliens, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, there's no Power Rangers here. But there's no Power guess Rangers what? here. Yeah, it was, it was just amazing. Like, from the first page, I think, well, I think at the point where she goes off, to like go in the war like onwards i this was a page turner for me and i was mm-hmm. just like like i loved her i love satin mm-hmm. she was a bad bitch i highly recommend for those of you who have also read this who i hopefully it's like all of you who are listening all of the two of you who are listening um i highly recommend and looking on um uh zirin uh Zhao's uh, website because she does have pictures. She has pictures and they are amazing <laughs> of the characters by themselves and together, and I love them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. They're beautiful. <laughs> I wish that like I got the Illumicrate right the Illumicrate illumicrate yeah the we both have the illumicrate version which is is beautiful um it's not one of their like most amazing the edges aren't their most like amazing ones but um i do like if you look underneath the jacket you have the um you have the phoenix uh oh and it has that line we were talking about earlier when i am your nightmare You've been living a dream for long enough. Welcome to your nightmare. Yes. There were so and many quotes in this book that I just want tattooed oh, all man. over me. Oh, my God. There's <laughs> there's one line where, like, it's towards the end where she... The, the moment where she kills her parents, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, they had been telling her, like, oh, like, think of our son, like, your brother. Like, don't, you know, like, we're one thing, but, like, you can't do this to your brother. And she, like, she answers them. Like, at first she was feeling mercy for them mm-hmm. and, like, feeling bad that they were, like, being used by the government. But then, like, they say that and ultimately she responds, like, 
I think she says no, but she says like no, as cold as my big sister's ashes. And I was like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I, was I mean, like, icon. <laughs> so many. I mean, and um, the entitled assholes of the world are sustained by girls who forgive too easily. Um, was one that I loved, and the men want us so badly for our bodies, yet hate us so much for our minds. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just so many. But I remember when reading this, the line that stood out to me the most, um, and I'm not sure, I mean, this one, when I read this line, it just hit me so much, and I loved it so much. And I don't even think it's one of the more favorited quotes of the books, but um, it's the she says the world does not deserve my respect. It is not worthy of my kindness or compassion. And I just felt that so deep because I'm like, God, how many times have we felt that way? And it's like, and it sounds so bitter and it sounds so angry, but it's because we felt that way when we were bitter and angry. And I just loved it. And they just captured like yeah, they what just we were captured. feeling like so. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I told you, I told you when, after I finished this, I texted you, I was like, this is a feminist battle cry. It is. And it's, and I don't even want to say it's a feminist, it is like a human battle cry. It's just a battle cry. Like, it is a battle cry that we need to change the world. Because she based this world off of ancient Chinese mythology and culture. And it's like, but you still see that today. Yeah. Things haven't changed as much as they could have. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, things have been worse, way worse. Obviously. But that doesn't mean that what we have now is good or great. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know when people, like... Bring up like this. It's so much better than it used to do. And I'm like, oh yes, we admit that, but it still sucks. Like it's still not great. The white rich guy here in America still has it way better, mm-hmm. you know. And it's just, it just makes you want to punch something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, like, in Western countries, women are no longer seen as second-class citizens. Like, okay, like, oh, that's, like, our, that's the bar. (laughs) (laughs) That's the bar, really? Yeah, like, (laughs) that's it. That's all we can hope for. (laughs) And recently I was reading something, and a guy said, like, you know, because a guy always on social media always has to give his input. Was like, you realize that <laughs> he was like, you realize in Afghanistan the Taliban are now making it so much worse for their girls. Like, you guys have it so lucky, did? And I was like, I kind of just sat there and I was like, so the Taliban's like the bar then, like that's where. <laughs> That's where you're doing your comparison. We're not as shitty as the Taliban, so that's great. (laughs) The bar they give themselves to. It's like, oh, I'm not that bad. (laughs) So that was Iron Widow. (laughs) Yeah. Also, I want to add, like, I think... Especially with, like, a lot of her actions of Zetian's. Like, I kind of, in a lot of ways, also see her as, like, a villain archetype or an anti-hero archetype. Where, like, she, I mean, her intentions are, like, obviously, I think for, well, she did want to kill one guy. But, like, like, she's still... Has good intentions, bad execution, like, she's just, like, on a murder rampage. Mm-hmm. And I love seeing characters like Zetian, where mm-hmm. it's not just, like, okay, like, I'll give in to their demands now, and then later on see what I can do. Like, she's mm-hmm. just, like, from the get-go, like, she's she's here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> and it's her version of a good time. Mm-hmm. Which is killing everyone. <laughs> and I love I love to see that. Like I yeah. think it's so fucking cool to have 
um, a book where your ca- your main character is willing to do like the worst things mm-hmm. that a human like that I think in other books it's just kind of like oh like like thinking of Batman where it's like oh like we can't we can't kill people and she's just like you know what we can it will help us in mm-hmm. our um in what we're trying to accomplish mm-hmm. yeah and I love that yeah great book great book amazing and yeah that's my final thought (laughs) all right so um we have we're going to have a logo by the wonderful amazing uh, dulce thank you dulce um uh you probably have heard the theme song that I put in the beginning of this, uh, made by Denise. Woo, woo. <laughs> um, and we are also going to start getting social media put up. And that social media is um, where I think we're going to link up, like, not our thoughts as we read, but also that's when we will say, like, what books we're going to read so people can read along with us. Um, and all that good stuff. Yeah, and maybe, like, sometimes possibly have, like, a poll that other people choose for us. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That'd be fun. We are slowly but surely building the podcast. It's taken us a bit because technical difficulties. The world is against us. The world I, is against us. I stand by that because I swear to God, every time there's something new... <laughs> or it's the same issue, but the, the solution we used last time doesn't work. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Uh, the That car or motorcycle by you. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Uh, I'm glad they waited till the end. <laughs> yeah. They came at a great time. Thank you, person. In your so- diesel truck. <laughs> Um, so this is, this was Bacord, uh, I'm Megan. Oh. Sure. <laughs> You're Megan, and I'm Denise. <laughs> and, uh, we're gonna say bye now, and we're gonna try and come up with a better <laughs> outro than that. <laughs> I zoned out, and I was like, wait, that's my cue! <laughs> We're gonna come out with a better <laughs> outro. <laughs> I think that was amazing. Was it though? Was it was it perfect. Though? Except <laughs> this. Zatian would have loved it. <laughs> All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.